Hey there, Wolfpack fans. It's me again, Kenton Gibbs, with my main man, Grayson Boone, and we have an action-packed day to tell you about. I mean, we've got some walk-off dingers and some portal party action to be watching. We're watching the portal. We're watching balls leave the yard. We're seeing all types of good things and potentially good things happen with NC State. Grayson, you ready to get into it? Let's do it. All righty. Well, let's talk all things portal and NC State baseball on today's episode of Locked On Wolfpack. You are locked on NC State, your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, all right. Welcome back in, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. As always, on your way in the door, toss us a like here on YouTube, mash that subscribe button, and feel free to fill the comment section with your thoughts as we work through this episode. We're going to start here talking about baseball, as that was probably the biggest news that occurred on Tuesday. Uh, It was a home game against North Carolina A&T, the Aggies. Uh, A fun, fun little nugget here. They have never beaten nc state in baseball not once came into this game oh and 24 against the nc state Wolfpack. and while we made it probably closer than it should have been we ended up making it oh and 25 for north carolina a&t but enough about them this is about us uh i do want to also start by pointing out if you are paying attention to 1000 nc state win watch for coach elliot avent with this victory, he is now nine away. He just hit 991 with this victory on Tuesday afternoon. So that's a big deal. We still have, obviously, more than nine games left in the regular season. And uh, we need every single win we can try and get here uh, as we're barreling toward ACC tournament play here at the end of this month of May. But, Kenton, this was a, uh, this is a weird win. We've had a, uh, you know quite a few of these in the midweek. Um, this one was no different. We got off to a slow start, which is something we've been seeing a lot of out of this team. Um, I even saw Gino Groover uh, make a couple comments post game about how this is for some reason become a habit for this bunch. They're having a slow start and having to dig themselves back out of a hole. And as we've seen on many occasions this year, that's not what you want to do because that is the definition of blank around and find out. Uh, we found out a couple too many times, but we're able to pull out the win on Tuesday uh, by a score of 6-5. Kenton, were you able to catch any of this game? I know it was a an early afternoon game at 2. Yeah, I was able to catch a, a bit of the end there, and boy, was it a glorious end to see. But I agree with both you and Gino Groover in that this team has to get off to quicker starts. That's There is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And I go back to a game that I, I remember watching all of that I just was like, Man, this is why you need a quick start. The Miami game, right? The the Miami game where we get down, what was it? 6-0 or or I think it was like 8 nothing at that eight, point. 8 nothing. Yeah. We come we climb all the way back, climb all the way back, tie the game up, and then boom, they retake the lead with one swing. That is why you get off to better starts because when you get off to a better start, all of a sudden, if you have a five-run inning, now you set some distance. You've got some distance. You can afford to go down. 
and and play around and mess around with a, a North Carolina anti. No disrespect to the Aggies. No disrespect to them. But you can afford to mess around and play around with some teams that are, quote, unquote, lesser. You can't yeah. afford that in conference play. And we've seen it time and time again. So I agree that with both you and Gino that this – a win is a win. And you'd always rather learn the lesson than a win. But at this point, when are you going to learn the lesson that we've got to get off the hotter start? Right. I, the most important part there is a win is a win. I don't think, you know, despite possibly the the opponent respectfully, of course, I don't think you should look at it as anything other than we won the game. And while that might have been frustrating in getting to that point, you ended up with the result that you started out to get. And they're not always beautiful wins. They're not always sexy. This was an ugly win, but it's still spelled the same. And so, you know, despite the struggles, despite the the early struggles as we got into an immediate three nothing hole in the in the first inning, we we're able to just chip away, find a way to come out with the win, and that's what we we're able to do. Despite the opponent, despite the midweek, despite where we are at this point in the season, we we're able to get it done. But breaking down the game itself, uh, as I just mentioned, we got into an early three zero uh, deficit uh, with Baker Nelson on the mound. A&T was able to take it, take advantage of a couple, you know, bad pitches. I know there was a uh, a batter uh, from the Aggies that got smoked in the face with a fastball. That was a little bit of a scary moment, um, but they were able to capitalize. They they took three runs off of us in the first inning, and they did their very best to run away and hide with the lead. But we were able to slowly chip away. We had a solo home run from Noah Souls. We had a solo home run from Trevor Candelaria to inch back in, make it a three-two ball game. Carson Kelly then took over uh, on the mound. He impressed, uh, you know, these past couple games out of the bullpen, out of kind of a slower start of the season for him, and uh, he looked great uh, as 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 much as he could have gone uh, in this game. He he did a great job. I think he had a career high in innings and strikeouts until he unfortunately met uh, met a barrel, and it was another two run home run for for the Aggies to extend their lead, but. Uh, not to fear because Trevor Candelaria was here. He added a two-run home, another uh, home run, his second of the day, a two-run home run to make it a five-four ball game. And uh, subsequently, from there, that is when Gino Groover decided he was going to do the rest. He he knocked in uh, Cannon Peebles with a game-tying double later in the game, and then he ended up knocking over. Uh, the game-winning home run, a walk-off home run in the bottom of the ninth. But I know Gino Groover is going to get the shine here with the game-winning home run, but I want to put the spotlight on Dom Fritton, uh, who came and absolutely saved the day. Uh, because without without his uh, performance there in the top of the ninth, I, I don't know if we would have come out of the win uh, here on Tuesday. Can, but... I, can I quote a, a, a former ACC great for a second? In the words of one LaShawn Shady McCoy, crazy work, crazy work. Dom Lucky Lefty Fritton stepped up on that mound and crazy work. Gets in the game, in the jam of all jams, the worst jam a pitcher could possibly be in. Bases loaded, no outs, none. And he does what? What did he do, Grayson? He uh, does, does three punch outs sound good enough in that situation. Unbelievable effort from the no. freshman, and he's been nails for us all year. Uh, of course, the majority of that being in a starting role, and now Avent's chosen to 
kind of tinker with the rotation. Maybe some Sam Highfill we'll see this weekend uh, as a starter. But Dom Fritton's been arguably our best pitcher uh, throughout the entire season. And now we're seeing him in more of a, a later relief role. He, you know, effectively was the closer per se uh, in this game on Tuesday. But the confidence to come in with the bases loaded and no outs and strike out not one, not two, but three Aggies to keep the score exactly where it is and give Gino Gruber the chance uh, to win the game on one swing. Unbelievable effort from Dom Fritton. And like I mentioned, Gino Gruber, you know, you're going to give him the MVP for this game. That's fine. But unofficially, you got to give the game ball. You got to give, you know, first dibs on the postgame spread. Dom Fritton deserves it all here uh, for keeping us afloat uh, in the ninth inning. But unbelievable win. Uh, and like we mentioned, a win what, is a win. Real, real quick, what was Dom Fritton like? Two or three pitches away from an immaculate inning? Like, he was close. I mean, he came in and he made no bones about it. He he mowed through him uh, with little to no, uh, you know. He said, defense, y'all can take the in and off. I got it. <laughs> I got it. Me and the catcher are about to play a good old game of catch. I'm going to throw the ball. It's going to hit your glove, brother. They're going to swing at it. They're going to swing at what I'm putting down. And, man, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know, we, we call one of our players the mayor of Apex. Well, guess what? Guess what? We may have the mayor of Fuquay Marina on this on this bullpen. We he may be here. He may be here because if there's ever an I'm him performance, if there's ever an I'm him moment, that's it. That's it. To come in in that situation, that is insane. And and the the craziest part about the whole deal is people are forgetting this this little tidbit about Dom Fritton because of how well he's performed. We're looking at a true freshman here. We're looking at a guy who, what was he, at prom this time last year? Yeah, he, he was in prom. Think about that. At prom around this time last year, and this time this year, punching out three guys to keep the game alive. The young man is so young, he doesn't even have a COVID year. Doesn't even have an extra COVID year. Think about that for a second. And he just came in and said, all right, now y'all said we got what going on? You said three. Oh. Three runners, bases loaded. You're, wait, you're t- all right, how many outs we got? None? Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Because in that situation, not only are you in a situation where it's like, hey, don't allow a hit. If you allow solid contact, period, they're pushing somebody across the plate. And he comes in and just, hey, nice to see you. Go ahead, head back to the dive. Hey, you too. Great for you to come to the party. Third guy. You're like the third henchman that's getting beat up. You're like the, the guy in John Wick that just saw his two homies get shot. And now you got to come up too. Don't worry, brother. You know what's coming with you too. You know exactly what's coming. So, you know, this is a, a, a really, yes, this game was one that saw the Wolfpack fall back into some of their old traits and habits. But I'll tell you, there were some bright moments in there. Gino being Gino in the clutch. By the way, whenever people call him Le James, it bothers me to no end. Like, stop it. The he's man is officially, I, unofficially Gino Gruber. Exactly. He's Gino. Why are you playing around? Don't play around. Don't play around. The man got two G's like it's a Gucci belt, but you get the point. Now, you you see that, you see Dom, you see a team that won a game, and that's that's all you could ask for. Again, was it pretty? No. But every win is like a baby. It doesn't have to be the prettiest baby. It's my baby. It's our baby. And that's what this win was. 
It was our baby in the dough today. And guess what? That's winning and having that clutch hitting, even in moments where you're playing against inferior teams, even in moments where you're playing against a team that, that you shouldn't be competing with in some people's eyes. That's how great seasons are built. And speaking of built, if you're looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories, then you need the best tasting protein bar ever. Built, you got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste, well, I've got just the thing for you. Built Bars and Built Puffs. Trust me, Built Bars are healthy and they taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think that they're good for you, but you got to try them because they're good to you as well. What makes Built so good? Well, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in some unbelievably great tasting flavors like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. So make sure that you go to built.com or head to your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They're in stores now, people. Head there while you can and get your specialty flavors while they're still at built.com or at Sam's Club for a 13-pack or Walmart for a four-pack. So, Kenton, I have some news. I have awesome. some Jaden Bradley news. We're going to kick it to our uh, our is newly it, it minted college source? basketball insider, Mr. Trilly Donovan. The most reliable source. Okay. The most Let's reliable source. You guys still might not believe me, but I swear to you, the man knows what is going on uh, in college basketball. So, this was tweeted. Uh, this is later on Tuesday evening. Uh, I've seen a lot of people consistently asking, hey, Trilly, you got any of that Jaden Bradley scoop for me? It's been quiet the last week or so um, with the last kind of rumblings I've been hearing of Memphis kind of metaphorically and possibly physically fumbling an NIL bag to get him uh, into town. It sounds like they're still working on that, but uh, we now see Arizona is in the mix. But most importantly, Kevin Keats and the Wolfpack are still in the mix. What do you make of this, Kenton? I'm looking at this, and I'm saying to myself, "We've so you're saying there's a chance. The scholarship numbers don't work out at the moment, but let me tell you something. If we're still in the, if we're still in the battle right now, Keats knows something that we don't. There's something here that we don't know as to why Jaden is still on the hook to come to NC State or, or potentially coming to NC State or even looking at us. When, if you do the, the scholarship math for Arizona and Memphis, I'm fairly certain both teams have one available. They, I, I believe they both have a spot, yes. And yet we, on paper, have zero. And we're, going uh, we're sold out at the moment. Yeah, well, I, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you. You know, in the words of Cat Williams, every uh, Chrysler 300 looks like a phantom until a phantom pulls up. What am I saying in saying that? I'll tell you, it looks like we have point guard. Our point guard room is packed until a guy like Jaden Bradley shows up. And then all of a sudden, they, some buttons get loosened up. Something happens. I mean, you know, things happen that all of a sudden it looks a little bit more malleable to allow a guy like him in. But I'm, I'm very intrigued as to what this situation is. I want to see what comes of this. And also some of the other portal news, which we'll get to a little later, 
is telling me that Keith definitely knows something. He definitely knows something's going on because it's one thing for Jaden Bradley, but we'll get into it a little later. There's more to the story than just Jaden. Right. And so to see us consistently being linked here to Jaden Bradley, despite us being full uh, with 13 scholarships, if nothing else, it obviously shows that Keats is not afraid to continue uh, wheeling and dealing until he's decided that he has had enough. And, you know, that's on one hand, that is it's exciting to me because like you want you want your coach to have an edge to him like that, where you always if you have an opportunity to, to get better and land a Bradley, you take that shot. We've said it on here several different times, but we're starting to see that being reflected here uh, in these rumors and news coming out that Keats obviously has the same mindset. And so I, I like having a, a that edge to, you know, do whatever it takes to kind of close the deal on a guy like Jaden Bradley, even though you have these other teams that maybe, you know, their NIL situation is perhaps a bit more handsome than we have here or, they have the scholarship availability, but here we are. We're still knocking on the door repeatedly trying to see if we can uh, get Jaden Bradley to answer it. But I don't know. We're going to have to see how this shakes out. As we mentioned, I believe the transfer portal window closes on May the 11th. Uh, so that's going to be eight days away here next. What's that next Thursday? Yep. The sun, yeah. I mean, dominoes are going to have to fall here any day now, it, it would seem. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And the thing that I want to emphasize most about this, I if you all are, are watchers or listeners of Locked On ACC, um, you've already heard me say this, but if you're not, let me reemphasize this for you. The reality is very simple. It is never your X's and your O's. It is your Larry's and your Joe's that win ball games. That's the reality. And winning in the living room is where you win games. That's the reality. Everybody's system looks great when they got great guys in it, when they got great gals in it, when they got great players in it. Your system will look like nothing if your players are not about much. And the reality is very simple. If Coach Keats can continue to win in the living room, win these recruiting battles, it means a ton, especially for a guy like Jaden Bradley that has, what, three years of eligibility left? Yep, that's correct. So he comes in and gets a full compliment as much of being NC State's point guard as you could imagine. This is a situation I'm keeping my eye on closely. I'm keeping my ear to the streets. I'm keeping, hey, what's going on now? Talk to me, Pavement, because I'm listening. You talk about, you know, giving a guy the keys to the kingdom. A guy like Jaden Bradley here, he'd get the keys to the kingdom, the house, the car, the shed, the storage mm-hmm. unit. We have them all mm-hmm. here in Raleigh mm-hmm. for him. So I don't know. We're, it's it's going to be interesting. We got about a week and a half. Left to see how this is going to turn out, but I'm pulling for Keats to get it done in the living room. He's gotten it done, you know, five times already uh, this spring. So we're going to have to see if he can get it done a sixth time. We have and, one more transfer guy that just kind of appeared. Uh, and let me let me morning. let me say one more thing before I before we move past Jay Bradley here. Of all the guys that we've gotten in the transfer portal so far, so far, how many of them have we heard their passing is their thing? How many of them have we heard he's an elite passer, floor vision, maybe playmaking? I mean, elite passer, probably none of them, I'd say. But the only one I've really heard about, uh, you know, his playmaking ability, assist-wise, is probably DJ Horn. 
But th and that is why, like you said, he's got the key to the house, the car, the boat, the castle, yeah. the the shed in the back, the beach we house. Need, we need he's a guy to drive this thing. He we we need somebody who can set the table for all these great scores that we got coming in, for all these great scores that we got on the roster now. We need somebody that's going to set them up to knock it down. Proceed, though, Grayson. Yes, and this this new uh, this new transfer name we've been linked to, I'm going to get to him in just one second after a word from our sponsors. So, as I was saying, uh, there's another guy in the portal that I saw us link to on Tuesday morning. And this kind of continues our Jaden Bradley conversation here as it's a bit interesting uh, because, you know, it, it it would appear that we're going, uh, you know, all hands on deck to try and lay, land a Jaden Bradley. But then here we are linked to Mr. Shamari Allen from University of Missouri, Kansas City. Um, he is a guard, another guard, not necessarily a point guard, but I believe he's a bit of a, a combo guard type, a scoring mm -hmm. guard, if you will. Uh, Shamari is originally from North Carolina. As you can see, a recurring theme in Keats has been trying to bring guys home, it seems, from other programs as they've gotten out of the state. But as I was saying, to link this back to the Jaden Bradley conversation, this feels like Keats is looking for, I guess, a plan B if he cannot land Jaden Bradley. And that's continually interesting because as I was just saying about a coach having an edge to try and improve wherever you can, I, I guess I'm going to backtrack on what I just said, but I don't know how I feel about pursuing somebody other than Jaden Bradley here. I mean, respectfully to Shamari Allen here in my own personal opinion, I think at this point of the, the transfer portal window and who we have currently on the roster I think you you either go all in on Jaden Bradley or you you know you focus in on what you have here, because making a move for Shamari Allen, in my opinion, that kind of feels like you're just making a move because you want to make a move. I don't I don't know how much that would truly bring uh, you know impactful minutes to us here. But what are your thoughts on being linked to another you know guard here on Tuesday morning? In Keats, we trust. That's fair. That's as fair. much as as much as I want to say that I know the inner workings and I know who's been performing well and who's been uh, showing up this offseason, who's been getting bigger, stronger, better, and who's who hasn't necessarily done those things or hasn't been as dedicated or hasn't shown the progression that the team will want to see. As much as I'd love to say that, I cannot in good faith do so. And I've always told the listeners of this show, even back before we even had a theme song and all that good stuff. I've always said, I'll tell you what I know, and I'll tell you when I'm telling you what I think. And in this situation, I don't know much in terms of what is the exact parameters that the uh, other guys are working with to make Keats still be looking right now. But I'll tell you, Coach Keats knows that team a lot more intimately than I do. And if he feels like they need another guard, if he feels like Shamari Allen or Jaden Bradley can be the missing piece, then by all means, play on, play it, figure it out. I mean, yeah, uh, yes, but uh, I don't know. Maybe this is not exactly a well-informed way to be looking at this, but I, I just I, – I don't know about taking in a guard from – I guess you can consider UMKC a mid-major. Um, yeah, but yeah. I, the I, Summit League is mid-major. Mm -hmm. I think I'd just much rather, you know, kind of 
cultivate a, a Breon pass or an LJ Thomas at, at that point in the game. If, if we can't land a Jaden Bradley, I think we're better off focusing on what we do have here already. And instead of just, I think, I think a move for Shamari Allen would be a reach. I think that'd be doing too much as the kids say, say these days, but. And, and that's fair. And that's fair because Shamari Allen. So if you look at this situation and again, this is speculation. This is not Grayson or I saying what we know for a fact. If you look at all of the players who would potentially be nudged out of the program, right? Shoved out, whatever, however you want to phrase it. The player who would be the, the one who is stepped over by Shamari. You're looking at guys that are going to be exponentially younger than him, regardless of who it is, right? Even if you say you keep pass and um, you keep pass, you keep Thomas, and maybe you look at um, you look at what is the Ernest Ross leaving, right? Ernest Ross has a lot more time left in the program than he would, right? You say, well, well, if you if you keep if you keep um, if you keep Ross, then you got to get rid of one of the guards. Both of the guards have a lot more time than he does because he's a senior. So I get it. I get not wanting the one year rental thing. We just had a a big success, a hit hit. I mean, smash the charts, hit single type of thing with Jarkel Joyner. And I know that you know it makes sense to not count on that uh, on a regular basis. I understand that. That's a very valid and and you know that's a sound point of logic to make i'm i'm just sitting here saying to myself we don't get paid millions to do this and the if the guy who does is willing to bet on that one year of one player versus two three years of another he knows something he i, I would hope at least that he knows something i would hope that we don't that's, i would hope we see a master class and not a disaster class that's what i'd hope at least that's fair i i think I kind of danced around the point I was trying to make, but now I'm going to get in the middle of the circle uh, and boogie. But I I think a Jaden Bradley is worth the move. I'm not so sure about a Shamari Allen is worth the move. That's that's how I see things. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. You know, moving forward here. And I'll but tell Ken, you, what are your what are your last thoughts here on the portal the portal party as you like to call it. It is. It is. Well, I got to give Candace Cooper credit because she she is the inventor of the name. Uh, That's right. The creator of the portal party. Uh, but with shout that out being Candace. said, absolutely shout out to Candace. But with that being said, I'm hey, I'm trusting Keats. But who's we're we're not gonna sit here and say Keats is infallible and he can't do no wrong. You know what I mean? It's very possible that you're right here. It's very possible that this could be a move for move's sake. That you look back. And you look back in a year or two, you look back in three years and say, man, this guy is playing that place X, Y, and Z and dominated. He's not good. He's he's great. He's He gave that program a, a favor by deciding to come back for his senior year with whoever we lose if we were to get one of these two guys. It's, it's possible. It's possible. But I'm always going to lean on the side of until I see you cooking up some something terrible, I'm going to trust you in the kitchen. I'm going to trust what you do. It's It's been smelling good in there recently. So, I, I mean, I, I hope he's got the right sugar and the right spice going on uh, in there. But that'll do it for today here on uh, Wednesday's show. Uh, as always, thank you all for giving us a listen. Um, as I mentioned several times here, on your way out the door, toss us a like, toss us some comments on how you think the Jaden Bradley sweepstakes is going to shake out. Uh, hopefully with NC State on top, but we're going to have to find out here shortly. Um, and also subscribe to us if you haven't already. Make sure you don't miss out 
on when we are breaking the Jaden Bradley news, uh, hopefully sooner than later. But thank you all again for tuning in for another episode of Locked on Wolfpack. And as always, go Pack. Go Pack. You are Locked on NC State. Your daily podcast on the NC State Wolfpack. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.